This is a HeadGum Podcast. Folks, welcome to We'll See You in Hell. It's a show that delves into one horror, sci-fi, fantasy-type movie or show each week. It's a spirited discussion that branches off in all kinds of different crazy, wild, wacky directions. (laughs) Anyway, without further ado, I guess we'll get on with the show. And in doing so, on with the show. Yeah! That was a good one. Very uh well it started like one of those clown horns. Yeah. Like a like a fail and then it went into like a vaudeville thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's very good. How Thank are you, you, Walsh? I'm good. I was just talking with Joe here about our, our great new sponsor, Me Undies. They are sending me and Joe pairs of undies. Um which is exciting. But I had to say the word undies so many times during this ad and it was uh it was rough, folks. And I also had to say the phrase, so soft and touchable. The uh, You don't want to hear me say that. I, it's fine. I get it. Don't, I don't want to hear me say it either. You don't want to hear it. No. You don't want to hear it. But hold I had to a, do it. Hold on a second. It's a great product, and I can't wait to get my balls into them. Uh, uh, never mind. I thought something was wrong. Nothing's wrong. That's no. good. All right. I thought something was wrong. Nothing's wrong. Everything's right today. It's well, Sunday. Glad to hear it. It's Sunday. We're in my apartment. Um, Very hot in L.A. I, I like to get get things popping conversation wise with a little weather talk, <laughs> but it's real hot. Uh, I mean, we have a special episode for you today. We are doing a commentary on a TV show, which is a first. And uh, today's TV show is, uh, of course, horror related, and it's the Monsters Today uh, which was a reboot of the monsters from 1989. Uh, it was it was a reboot of the original monsters that was released in 1989. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. Excuse me. Yes. I've and, seen a bunch of episodes of the monsters, but when I was very young, like I would say less than ten, and I don't really remember it. But I've never seen this new version of the monsters, nor did I know it existed. I remember when I was a kid, I really liked it, uh, and I saw that they released it on Hulu. Yeah. Uh, my assumption is because Seth Meyers is rebooting the Munsters again. Uh huh. You said it's in Hipster Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Yeah, which, which I, I think I like Seth Meyers, but that that sounds like a bad idea to me. But uh, you know, I don't. They know. did all those jokes on uh, on the broke girls. It was a hipsters at Williamsburg. We get it. Well, also this never works. This is like when they did like the cavemen thing. Yeah. It's like it, it, it just doesn't work. And I guarantee you it's going to be like a darker, sexier monsters. <laughs> you know? Much like the sexy Godzilla that uh, we discussed on this show. Yeah, like nobody, like he's not going to look like Frankenstein. He's going to be right. Frankenstein. He's not going to be your father's Frankenstein. Yeah, he's just, he's, the stitches are going to be hidden by his clothing right. and stuff. His name uh, will be Frank probably for Frankie. Yeah, so, you know, I I, I, I don't know. I, I guess it'll be, I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, I think because of that announcement, they they put the Monsters Today reruns on Hulu. Right. 
So I started rewatching them, and I'm deep in at this point. I'm well into <laughs> season two. Well, so then it doesn't look like we're about to watch the pilot. This is called Vampire Pie, or is that the name of the pilot? This is no. The pilot was never aired. Oh, okay. As far as I know, this is episode one, season one. Okay. Um, so, folks, if you do want to get it, we're, we got a bit of talking to do before we start it. But if you want to uh, search it, it is called The Monsters Today, Season 1, Episode 1, Vampire Pie. You get it queued up if you want to watch along with us. Yeah, and it's on Hulu. Um, and we ha- also have the Hulu that's commercial free. So, yeah, right. This is going to go 21 minutes straight on our end. Um, so keep that in mind on your end. And uh, you just pause it, folks. Yeah, we'll count it off when we're ready. I've also heard they're inserting ads into our old episodes, which is awesome. Uh, but they break up the commentary sometimes. So, you know, it, it's a little annoying, I know, but the easiest solution is just to pause both at the same time when you hear an ad fire up. Um, and hopefully they won't do that anymore. We've requested that they not do that. Yes. So, uh, okay, so uh, let's let's get on with the other stuff we got to do before we get into it because we got a new segment today we're going to get to. Yes. Uh, but first off, Pat's Movie Corner, what do you got, Walsh? Uh, you know, I've been very busy, but I, I, I watched, uh, most of the season of glow and, uh, you know, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling show. And while I'm not like yucking up, yucking it up at it, laughing a lot, um, it's a very entertaining show. It's shot. Great. Great eighties music. The ladies are gorgeous. It's called the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just got a nice, fun, funny vibe. My my one grievance with Orange is the New Black is that I like it, but I think it should have been a half hour. You know, I find I'm struggling near the end of the season to get through. Uh, Glow is basically your half hour. Orange is the New Black. Bunch of funny characters. Mark Maron is great in it. Uh, Allison Brie is really great in it. And I love it. Good. I love the uh, show. I love Maron, and I'm happy to hear that he's on a cool new show. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's as good as he's been as an actor. He's a good actor. Yeah. Uh, so you started watching Glow. Uh, I watched uh, some classic stuff here. Uh, Kojak, Koljak the Night Stalker, which I'd never seen. Uh, it's a TV movie from the, I guess, late 70s starring, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, the from Christmas Darren Story? McGavin. Darren yeah. McGavin, yeah. As, uh, as Koljak. You know, that role was uh, written for and offered to and almost played by Jack Nicholson. The role really? of the dad in a Christmas story. Oh, I think Kolchak. Which no, I no, can no. see both. Yeah, no, he was gonna be the dad in Christmas story, which would have been a much bigger movie, obviously, but maybe maybe not as uh But nobody nobody culty, nobody could cool have done what McGavin did with that role. He was great. He was great. He is the guy. Nicholson also came very close to doing Bad Santa, which I can see. I don't know that he would have been better than Billy Bob. Uh I could see it a little more than than uh the Christmas story. Yeah, and Bill Murray was very close to playing Bad Santa. Oh, that would have been interesting. Very dark for a Murray character. Yeah, that's a role that I think would have been very different regardless of who played it, but they got the right guy in my opinion. Uh, but I found the uh, double feature of Kolchak, The Night Stalker, and The Night Strangler at Amoeba Records for uh, a cool $18 uh, used, but then I checked online, and it's selling for like 40 bucks used online. So <laughs> so I got a, I got a deal. Um, a honey of a deal. Night Strangler is enjoyable, but okay. But I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Night Stalker. I thought it was cool. I really liked the interpretation of the vampire. 
you know, the vampire, like, there's all these scenes, like, the blood banks keep getting robbed in addition to people showing up dead. Because uh-huh. he's just like, I got to just get a lot of blood. Right. That's how I live. So there's, like, a scene where they catch the vampire robbing the blood bank. And all okay. these cops are trying to stop him. And he's just, like, throwing cops through windows and shit, you know? Like... He just kind of, I was like, that's a cool take on this. Like, that's how a normal guy <laughs> yeah. with vampire powers would, would just rob a place. Yeah. Uh, so I enjoyed it. McGavin is charming as ever. Uh, and uh, it's a funny film, and it's got some creepy parts. I, I liked it. I liked it a bit, uh, quite a bit. So I want to get the TV show now, which I've never seen. The movie came first, you're saying. Two movies, which they're essentially the same movie. The Night Strangler is... Not a vampire, but it's a creature that needs blood to survive or something. Then why waste Strangler? Like, why? It's weird. It's almost like... Creature. The, Night Strangler just sounds like uh, Jack the Ripper. It's almost like night... It's almost like this network thing. I, my assumption is it's some network thing where they're like, well, the first one was great, but we want you to prove yourself again. Remake the same thing. <laughs> right. And then we'll give you a show. And then the show only went 20 episodes anyway, but... yeah. But anyway, I, I would like to see the, the entire show now, uh, and I enjoyed it. I still have not watched Gross Point Blank. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. Uh, I've been away. I was in... You think I like showing people my movie rack with this giant gaping hole in the G's? <laughs> Just calling out. I know you don't like that. No, I don't. Um... Neither of us have seen much. I think the only other thing to discuss for this segment is uh, Twin Peaks. Am I right? Twin Peaks, yeah. I mean, uh, I'd say spoiler alert, but if you're not watching it, you're probably not going to watch it. Let's be real. Um, It's been a frustrating ride with some huge highs. Yes. But essentially, I think we can say this without saying it. They've kept a truly beloved character from the Twin Peaks universe kind of at an arm's length the entire season and now that he's finally getting back to the character that you love which happened end of episode last week i learned that tonight is the finale (laughs) so the entire run of the show except for the finale they keep this guy not what you want him to be and Uh, i get that david lynch is clearly into fucking with people but this it almost feels a little cruel looking back over the season with like what he made people put up with. I don't think it had to be like that, but I've seen some reviews of this thing that are making me think I should watch it again. They're saying there's tons of stuff you missed, about, and I'm sure yeah. there is. Well, I will say in the last two episodes so of, so far this season, they, they, they started tying up a lot of loose ends. They started cl- clearing up a lot of the air, and uh, I was... I, I had a lot of, oh, okay, moments. So I was like, all right, maybe I need to rewatch this and, like... It's a different experience. I also th- realized, too, that had everything just been the way I wanted it to be from the beginning, it probably would have gotten kind of stale uh, or boring. I stale also, Cooper. <laughs> I, <laughs> I also realized that um, something I thought was interesting, it's an exact reverse of the first season. It, the first season starts very small and gets crazier and crazier. Right. This one starts insane and gets smaller and smaller until finally all roads lead back to Twin Peaks. Yeah. So I appreciate that. And I said to Pat earlier, I, I have a hunch 
this is sort of a slow setup for another season. I think so, too. Uh, I might be wrong. I don't know. Now, let me ask you, Joe. So when Grace Zabriskie, who is her, her mother, she also played Susan's mother on Seinfeld, uh, yes. two like just classic TV roles for this woman. Yeah. Very intense actress. So. Yes. There's an episode where, mild spoiler alert, but not really, she essentially takes her face off to reveal like the universe inside of her face. Right. This is revealed to not be a dream sequence and actually happens to other people throughout. So this was not Twin Peaks was always nuts. I don't recall things like people opening their face to reveal a portal to another world. Well, she's a plant like like um, uh, Laura Dern's character. They said in the last episode that Laura Dern's character, they were like, you're not you. You're a plant. We grew you. And she's like, yeah, I know. So apparently the Black Lodge is putting like these doppelgangers out there. Okay. In several places. That's right. So so something's going to happen. But the doppelgangers go out to enjoy a Bloody Mary, are we to believe? Uh, I think the doppelganger's job is to be a decoy. Okay. So it's like business as usual. Go around town. Be the crazy lady everybody thinks you are. Right. Drink in the bar, smoke your cigarettes, and if anybody gets out of line, you take care of it, which which she does. Okay. So that's that's how I took this, it. This helped me already. I'm glad we discussed this because I was left pretty baffled and I haven't read any of the fan theories and shit. But so. I will say this: I was giddy last week. Yeah, it was great. It when was great. when things started coming together, I was giddy when Audrey Horn danced to the original Twin Peaks music. Yes. And thank God, because her story... Had been, that's what I'm kind of thinking. Her story was the worst storyline in television history. It's Audrey <laughs> Horn arguing with a dwarf husband about whether or not they're going to go out or not. And it goes on for like six weeks. One week felt like about half the episode. I did find it very Twin Peaks, though. Right. I hated it. It was the worst. They, it was even worse than the installing Venetian blinds storyline that they did in the original <laughs> TV show. And I hated it so much. And then at the end, when I was like, I can't look at these two anymore. This is this is infuriating me. Then she breaks out the dance and starts dancing. Then just as I was getting tired of this other character not coming around, he comes around. And the first thing that happens is the guy he's talking to says, finally, I think David Lynch is saying like he's toying with your expectations. What other, just spoiler alert. What, what are you referring to? What other character? Oh, 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 Joe. oh, 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 the main <laughs> I mean, we, we can we just say it for Christ's sakes? It's, Cooper. it's Cooper. I they was, keep him in, in essentially a coma and he's not himself. And then he, he comes around at the end of the second to last episode. I was off the couch when he when he jumps out of the bed, yeah. pulls the tubes out and the guy goes, you're awake. Yeah, and he goes 100 percent. Like I was like uh, and then they start playing the Twin Peaks theme. I'm getting chills. Yeah. And he goes, should you call the FBI? And he goes, I am the FBI. He's like right back in as Cooper. Right. I also enjoyed that he understood everything that was going on when he was in that catatonic state. Yeah. He wasn't another person. He just knew he was trapped and he couldn't communicate, which right. explains why he was able to like solve the insurance issues and all that stuff. So I thought that was all really cool. Um, and I also like that at the end of the episode, Audrey Horn seems to wake up in another place. Yeah, that was wild. Possibly Loved a mental it. institution. And I'm right. like, okay, so this this story with her and her husband is like in her head, maybe. Yeah. By the way, Billy, I think, is the guy in the jail cell that has the blood constantly coming out of his mouth. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, he was on the best show this week with Tom Sharpling. He was the guest. 
What is he like in real life? He was just super nice, you know. David Lynch was just like, I want you to play this part. It's a revolting character. It is. He said his <laughs> wife can't watch it. It's disgusting. Yeah. And it's not blood coming out of his mouth. It's like it's black like, shit. Yeah. Oh, it's gross. And the same thing that came out of that, in my favorite scene of this entire season, um, the, the passenger in the car when that fat woman hits, rear-ends yes. them. And then the thing comes up and all that goop comes out of it. Yeah. That was my favorite scene of the whole thing. And that woman was... A genius, that actress. The other weird thing that happened at the end of the last episode, which is curious, is a, a gray-haired man attacks another guy and goes, that's my fucking wife. Yeah. It looks maybe like it's Bobby from the back. Okay. Uh, and we do know that Bobby does have some envy about his, uh, what's his girlfriend's name on the show? I can't remember her name. The I waitress. Um, but, know you know, she's got that new guy and he's clearly not happy about it. And right. their daughter's all fucked up. So I think maybe that's Bobby attacking that guy. Okay. I don't know. So I'm curious to see what happens tonight. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Heather, my fi aunt, uh, and I have been watching it religiously. And I, you know, she, she likes it perhaps more than I. And I, it was one of my favorite things. She got super into it and the new season. She's gone till Tuesday. I, I can't. I can't wait. It's I'm going to have to watch it tonight. Uh, Wycliffe song. Yeah. So my, my decision is, do I say, hey, I haven't watched Twin Peaks yet. You want to watch it? Hit play and then just sit through it a second time. No one's the wiser. I think that's. Or do I complain no, I and be honest? you just wait and you watch it with her. It's two no, days. I'm, I'm going to watch it tonight. <laughs> it's going to be ruined for me. Ruined. Well, don't go on the Internet, Pat. But I like the Internet. I'm just safe don't, there don't and comfortable. Anything. You got to. It tells me news and gives me validation. I would wait to watch it with your lady. It, that would be a very special experience for the two of yeah, you. Yeah, you're right. But then, sure Pop enough, that cherry, so to speak. Oh God! But then, you know, I check into my Gmail, and, and there's a pop up in the corner that says, "Can you believe Dale Cooper was really John Goodman or whatever the fuck?" And then it's ruined. <laughs> that doesn't happen. That's not going to happen. It's it's if it's you insane. get on the internet at all after a big thing, you're going to find out about it. You just have to avoid the... Su- I'm not Look, supposed to check my notifications, It's not going to hurt you to stay off Twitter for a day, and then you, you know... All right. Just just don't fuck around, that's yeah, all. Stay why don't, off why don't the you stay sites. off Twitter for a day? Let's see if you can do it, Joe. Uh, on to Joe's scary stuff. Is that cool? I'm ready. Uh, third week in a row, we got a Creepshow item. Uh, Creepshow, the graphic novel adaptation of the original film, which was released in 1982 or three. Uh, my dear friend James Pinkstone had a copy for when he was a kid that his dad had bought him. And he has been the envy of me for our entire friendship for having an original copy of the Creepshow graphic novel. Uh, but much to my joy, uh, they have re-released it. I got it on Amazon. I think it was $13. Very, very nice job. Came in the mail today. Looks great. Looks exactly like the comic book in the movie that the kid's reading. And then it's, you know, full adaptations of all the stories. So very, very cool. I suggest you get that if you're a lover of the film and comic books. All right. Thank you. Got you anything for this? Well, Joe, I mean, shall we discuss a brief scary personal thing? <laughs> it's not part of it, but we can. Yeah. I, I never Wrong. quite know what the theme is. It's, but uh... <laughs> Let me try to explain this. It's horror, re- horror, fantasy, sci-fi related products. It's just not a movie. Not a movie or a review. show. I got so, it. No, but it can't. But here's what it can be. You can say, "I got the box set of uh, the Millennium TV show, which I right. l- really love." And like my Queens of the Stone Age one worked. 
Sort of. But you do a review of the box set. You don't, you're, right. not, you're not reviewing the okay. show, saying, here's what I like about the show. Here's what I don't. You're saying, like, here's what they gave you in the box set. Here's the bonus features. This They did a nice job. I, I got it. It's just like, how many horror box sets do you think I'm going to buy? I got to put shit on hold for this week. I got two video games in the All bank right. I got to talk about. Listen, you don't have to have something for this. It's okay. Well, no, I was going to say. But go ahead. Maybe this is a, th- a fourth segment now where it'll be called Pets. <laughs> scary, scary personal life. issues. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, um, it is. A, it is a scary life. I have a lot more responsibility and pressure and so forth now running this show. Yes. And the worst part of this entire process has been, folks, uh, Joe is not continuing with the show. Yes. I walked off the set. <laughs> it was an ethical debate, artistic no. differences. It was, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus. No, it was about 10 billion percent not me. I fought against it. You can't really fight these sorts of things. Uh, it was a, a network matter. They wanted to go a different way. That said, you will see Joe in the pilot of this show <laughs> when it airs, and he gives an incredible performance. And he, he really does. I've said it from day one. And then I'm. T- you can go back and review. And then he's just gone. <laughs> you can go back and review the tapes, but uh, you know I've said on the show many times Joe was great in it. He was not. He was really great in it. He's funny at first, and then he gives a great dramatic performance. And I'm not going to give you any more details than that. But he's great in it. Uh, if I was Joe, I'd submit him for an Emmy. I'm going to submit him for a guest star Emmy. Right, well, thank um, you, Patty. You know, no promises, obviously. But I, I, he did a great I didn't even job. Know that and, was a thing. They do a guest star Emmy. Betty White usually wins for the for the ladies. Um, but, you know, you'll see what a crime it was that Joe has been replaced. It was completely against my my wishes and uh, no no struggle between Joe and myself. I think he understood what it was. Um, no, he had watched me be torn apart by this process in the past. I said to Pat and it continued. I said to Pat very early on and maybe I am patting myself on the back. Uh, I'm not. I just, but I said, I said to Pat very early on. I was like, "Look, dude, if the day ever comes, because I knew how tough it was for him through all this stuff, and there's a real push and pull between network versus artistic versus the production company versus the studio. Real push and pull. So he was, uh, you know, having an emotional uh, ride, bumpy ride, obviously, which was understandable. And I just said, "Look, dude, if the day ever comes that they say we don't want this guy in the picture anymore, just tell me. Don't carry any of it on yourself." I get it, dude. I know how this shit works. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, And as I said to Pat today, I was bummed for about four hours. Uh, I went to a bar with uh, Vince Averill. We talk about quite frequently on this podcast. We had a few drinks. He gave me a shoulder to cry on for a minute. I, after a few drinks, I was like, you know what? I don't want to get drunk right now. That's not going to make this better. I came home. I was feeling sad. I took a nap on the couch. I woke up. And that was it. I was like, all right, up and at him. And the next day, you know, uh, I, I just got back to life. And I actually said, this is going to happen sooner or later. I'm glad that I got to experience it. And I'm glad that I'm able to stomach it like this. Um, so that's all very true. And I cannot thank enough the support that I got from Pat. The entire cast reached out. Yeah. Every single person reached out to me first and foremost was uh, Sarah Gilbert. Yes. Uh, She's a lovely woman. Roseanne fame, who I was awestruck just Star to be working night. with. Uh, and uh, 
as soon as I got the news, I got a text from Sarah like an hour later. Yeah. Uh, which she didn't have to do. And, you know, but but Jay. Well, and you were loved by the cast. You know, I everybody. mean, what, what shocked me was that uh, Joe's firing wasn't an interpersonal issue because I assumed uh, he would be in a fist fight or a screaming match or something day one. <laughs> so I get the call that he's gone. I was like, oh, Joe sent a threatening text. Um, maybe a leering DM to someone in the cast. Uh, but no, the, the whole cast loved Joe and we're all kind of baffled and you know it's a sad thing on. but uh yeah i made some great connections i made some great new friends i got paid to do a tv show yeah and you'll see uh, him in the pilot of the show that'll hopefully be around a long time yeah i had a blast yes. and i'll get that sweet residual money you from will that pilot you the will. uh uh there was one other cameron manheim just lovely Lindsay. yeah everybody everybody was really great but there was one oh uh of, of galecki and andrew and uh, you know everybody was really great and supportive and wonderful and I, i'm appreciative for it um crumholtz of course i said crumholtz yeah. uh but uh there was one other thing regarding this that i thought was funny that i wanted to tell you and now i can't remember so that brings a close <laughs> to pat's scary personal issues yeah um and you know onwards and upwards we had our first table read friday it went great and i can't wait for you guys to see the show that means you'll also see the joe <laughs> yes uh Last but not least, we teased a new segment this week. Um, you know what? Let's save this for during the Munsters, because I don't think we're going to be glued to this fucking Oh, thing. yeah. We can pop this off. Uh, let's, let's get started. We're, we're going to do a news segment every week now where we just kind of discuss like some horror-related news story right. or something. Uh, this week, we'll be talking about... Well, I'll wait. I don't yeah. need to tease it. Uh, in the meantime, Let's put it in. Here we go. One, two, three, play. Here we go. One, One two, two, three, three play. play. And we're in to the Munsters today. Holy shit. Now, this is the theme song. They're all dancing on the couch. Yeah. Uh, John Shuck. Yeah, who. Well, we'll talk about who he is in a minute. I want to make sure that I don't talk over a very important part of this. Uh, of this song because I want to hear Pat's genuine reaction. Okay. All right, here it comes. It's coming up here. Hold on. I'm going to be quiet. All right. I'm listening. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> They're singing. This is like for a, a kid's puppet show. Yeah. Now, what you can't hear is they start singing. Patricia Fast Palmer. She was a supervising producer on my pilot. <laughs> Remember her? She was the kind of older lady who like kind of ran the production. Uh, yeah. I got to ask her about the monsters oh, today. Oh, man. Let's get into that. Get me back onto that set so I can ask some questions. <laughs> um, for those of you that, because you can't hear what we're hearing, uh, they start singing lyrics to the monsters theme song. We're the monsters. As they're all dancing. Uh, these jokes are, I mean, it's, you know. Oh, it's, boy. One of the jokes that you said, why bother to dust the house? You just have to do it over again in another 50 years. <laughs> and now... And then you find out she's dusting the cobwebs off, so the cobwebs shine. Is the, is the plot of this that Herman Munster, Frankenstein, is closeted? Closeted is that, game here? Is that the plot of the show? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> because 
This man is clearly gay. Well, this is... It's funny you mention that because this guy's on one of my favorite episodes of The Golden Girls where he gay plays... Frankenstein? Yeah, he yeah. plays a... Um, he plays a politician that they're all, like, supporting who's, like, a really good guy. And then the newspaper breaks a story that says he fucked Blanche. And, and it's not true, but nobody believes Blanche that it's not true. Yeah. Because he publicly lies and says that it was her. This and is, then she's this like... This is skirting dangerously close each week. And each week it gets a little bit closer to just being a full-on Golden Girls episode-by-episode episode podcast. <laughs> so We're she, called the Golden Guys. Yeah. With so me and she, Joe, which probably exists. Let's be real. She says to him, she's like, why did you lie? And he's like, because it's the first time anybody thought I was like a bad guy and that was good for my votes or right. whatever. And then she's like, you better tell the public you're lying. And he agrees to. So then he goes to this press conference. He admits that he lied to fucking Blanche. And then he says, I have another secret. For the first 40 years of my life, my name was, I went by common housewife, you know, Bernadette <laughs> uh-huh. Arabaducci or something like <laughs> okay. that. Like, Sounds like a typically grounded ep of the yeah. Golden Girls. And then the last, the last joke is, Sophia goes, I told you, I told you something. I knew he had a secret. And Dorothy goes, Mom, how could you have known that? And he goes, look at his nose. Of course he's Italian. Freeze uh-huh. frame cut to credits. <laughs> ban it, ban it, ban. Yeah. Whoa, they're feeding a dragon? Yeah, that's the dragon. Now, the pilot episode, you want to talk about networks. I can't believe how fake this dragon looks, even for sitcom standards this thing looks like a school play this it is looks bad and, and the dialogue appears to be a school play and the performances appear to be from a school play the woman uh lily munster is being played by the actress that played um catwoman in the batman adam west movie right. not the tv show how could they not get elvira for this part joe uh or did she pass on it i don't think elvira would they, fit in that top if you know what i'm saying yeah. she just well they could have gotten her a bigger top show she just said, oh, chicken fingers and had actual like chicken toes. Well, I don't can I, Could Elvira play the part? Well, like play it like that, though. Or would she have to be like Elvira? Well, I think this would have been more successful if it was married with children with the monsters. It went it went three seasons, 66 episodes. Holy shit. It's on Hulu, for Christ's <laughs> sakes. It's in syndication. Yeah. The uh, well, I guess it probably played for kids. I remember NBC doing like a starting at 6 p.m. sitcom block on Sundays. And they would have, like, uh, yeah, Erie, Pennsylvania, which I loved. They had... I don't uh, remember it. You know, Life Goes On and all that shit. Uh, Sequest DSV. The, uh, this actor Sequest who plays... Sequest HPV. <laughs> was a C. I sailed one fateful summer, folks. No, I don't The uh, guy playing... I Grand might have Pum- HPV. It would be dormant in me, but it, it would reveal itself in symptoms with us any sexual partners that i would have well you'll know when your wife gets sick yeah oh my god i'm kidding i'm kidding jesus i'm kidding i'm kidding can't you joke funny joke joe would you say that to her face yes let's call her up she's a nurse she would get it yeah you're right she'd get the joke you're right the uh the guy that plays grandpa also not a nurse she's a physician's assistant all right she's a doctor yeah can i get this goddamn useless fact about grandpa yeah but i can't i couldn't have let that pass if Heather hears this why didn't you tell him I'm not a nurse? <laughs> not there's anything wrong with being a nurse, folks. Now we're gonna get hate mail. She's a you know she's a physician's assistant. It's a it's between a nurse and a doctor. It's closer to a doctor. Yeah, no, you I see patients by yourself all I've, day. I've been to I've been to physicians' assistants. Yes, and quite frankly, I've been to assistant physicians. Okay, and uh, 
That's a whole other thing. Uh huh. I have. I remember watching this now when I see the outside of this house. Well, th- that footage of the out the exteriors of the house, I believe, are just stock. They're footage they took from the 1980s TV movie of the monsters. Yeah. Uh, that started the original cast. They just took that and repurposed it for this. I like think you can so. tell, like it's <laughs> old footage. Yeah. Um, the clip they use has credits from the actual opening of the movie of the monsters movie. Yeah, starring Fred Gwynn. It said. <laughs> Uh, this kid was on, I believe, Boy Meets World at yeah, some point. He the, was the guy that plays Grandpa is actually like an old Hollywood actor. Like he was on, like I, I googled him. He was on like Password and st- or, or Ten Thousand Dollar Pyramid and shit like okay. that. Okay, so he's actually, you know, he's a, he's been around. This Lily lady, I find her very attractive. I agree, even in the weird like vampiresque costume she's wearing. I'd say especially because of the weird vampire's costume. Sure, sure. The uh, got that hey, Bonnie Raitt thing going hey, in I her t- hair. I took her out for dinner. You want to talk about a bloodsucker? <laughs> the, uh, Ooh, she had the steak. <laughs> Folks. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> so now the plot of this episode is that Herman is serving uh food uh, to the family he's becoming a cook for some reason and uh obviously he's going to be really bad at it listen uh, to this music and I, I mean this just is a disaster now what makes you think that herman is coming off as a as a latent gay man joe what the performer he's it's fred gwynn in a, in a mask <laughs> not fred gwynn who am i thinking of john who's the guy? no who's the, his name? the guy that the guy him? alec baldwin does Tony Bennett? No. The guy Donald with Trump. The, uh, 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 Paul Lind. Paul Lind. That's right, folks. Paul Lind. Uh, I mixed him up with Fred Gwynn because of the monsters. I think he's trying to do a, f- a variation of Fred Gwynn. They're all doing sort of impressions of the original cast. Yeah, I guess so. Whoa. And, and uh, Fred Gwynn is sort of like, you know, he's very handsy and not like not a, inappropriate with women handsy. Right. I just mean like he's like. You know, he's always like shaking his hands around and being, you know, uh, uh, what's that called? Uh, um, uh, what's that? Feminine. No, that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say demonstrative. That's not the right term. When you're always demonstrative. Ge- gesturing with your hands. Yeah. So he's always gestating. Okay. That's what I was trying to say. So, <sighs> I mean, look, the brain's, the brain's not been good lately. No. Uh, that was hard to watch. What was that? The, oh, the gestating? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so now... What are, the, why is uh, Grandpa wearing a medal? That's the original costume. That's like oh, the okay. Dracula amulet. Right. He also just was doing... He was also just doing a uh, Godfather impression, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Pat, let's... He's got let's, that Pauly Walnuts hair. Let's... Uh, wait, hold on. I want to hear this joke. Hold on. There you go. There's a joke. My wife was the greatest cook of her day. Anybody who ever tasted her Transylvania surprise never lived to regret it. <laughs> These are jokes that I think they literally yanked out of like a spooky jokes for Halloween yeah, book. Or like that a you get Laffy like, Taffy for Halloween special yeah. edition. You know, this they, audience is laughing like at gunpoint. They sound scared. This writing staff rated a Spencer's gifts came out with a script. <laughs> the uh, oh, this is what I was going to say. So this show, you want to talk about network, a network complicating things unnecessarily with notes. Um, they, the pilot of this, which is not on here. Yeah. I read the synopsis of it online. 
they go into a sleep chamber that grandpa creates, right? Uh Now, keep this in mind. This show takes place literally 30 years after the original show. (laughs) Right. Okay? He sets the timer in the thing for 30 minutes. Right. It gets knocked. What do you think happens? Somebody knocks. 30 years. No. No. Timer gets knocked to forever. Okay. Then some real estate agent 30 years later exactly comes in and bumps into it and wakes them up. Why? Why wouldn't it just be 30 years? Yeah, right there. That that was just my first instinct. Yeah. So uh, so there you go. They would have called me. Um, they would have had a show on their hands. Anyway. I was nine, but I could have done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into our new segment, Pat, uh, and we'll come back to the monsters. All right. Um, the because uh, this has got about a hot eleven minutes left, which <laughs> yeah. is going to feel like a fucking eternity. Yeah, this is rough. Uh, our new segment is a uh, is as I said a news segment. We're going to just discuss a story or two, right, about stuff going on in uh, in movie news, fantasy, sci fi, horror, um, and this is the story that jumped out at me that gave me the idea for the segment. Uh, I was reading on movieweb.com. So that's where the story is coming from. That the uh, premiere of Jeepers Creepers 3 yeah. was shut down. By the way, folks, one of our best episodes, I would say for sure, is uh, is Jeepers Creepers. Go back and give that a listen. I agree. Uh, it was shut down. Um, it's not happening. It was canceled, rather, because... There was so much protesting about Victor Salva, the writer-director's past. The convicted pedophile who has been directing steadily for about 30 years. <laughs> now, look. Often funded by Francis Ford Coppola. Here's my thing. I obviously don't agree with the fact that he's a pedophile. <laughs> right. I don't approve. Uh, I He went to jail. He di- He served his sentence. He has been in therapy since. He has worked on himself, supposedly. He has not repeat offended. He has admitted that he had a problem, and he has apologized. So if we're going to be progressive people, which most progressives believe, uh, you know, criminal activity of any sort comes from some sort of psychological off-balance or your environment putting you into a very unfair situation so if we're going to believe in either of those circumstances which i don't think environment applies to pedophilia no so we'll take the psychological route here why can't he go on with his life environment could i assume well yeah but i mean but why can't he well for the offender i mean right well i guess growing up yeah Yeah. so i don't know maybe he was molested and maybe he's fucked up but why can't he go on with his life at this point he paid his he did his time what are you supposed to do? Like, you, you're just supposed to be blackballed for the rest of your life because you made a horrid mistake? Like, if now, if the argument is... I'd choose a different word than blackballed first. Um, well, because he is working. For this discussion. No, because we're talking about oh. pedophilia. <laughs> but uh, And we're, we often are on this show. Um, I mean, the easy thing for me to say here is that is that Joe is taking a pro-pedophilia stance when he has clearly said that he is not. But... Um, I don't know. Well, you that, know that I'm not, right? Yes. Oh, I know. John. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the kind of crime to me where it's like, if he was in jail forever, I'd be fine with that. Well, that's, and that's what I was getting at. But he's not. He's that's out. That's a different argument. He served his time. If the argument is a pedophile should serve a greater sentence, okay, yeah. then fine. Let's discuss that. Sure. But if the law says this is what the sentence is, the guy does it, then he amicably goes into therapy and tries to fix himself of this issue and right. doesn't offend again. Then why, like, 
Well, he's got to work. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. You know, like, and nobody's protested his other eight fucking movies he had since then. That's it true. Seems like a I think ploy. it's just we're, we're in a protesty age. Yeah. So it's, it's getting more. It seems, but he was, he's been a, a convicted pedophile since Powder, since everything. Yeah. This happened in like the 80s, 80s or yeah. something. So, so I don't know, folks. You know, if you're going to do this, then, you know, where's everybody protesting Rolling Stones concerts because Mick Jagger fucked Mackenzie Phillips when she was like 16 and John Mackenzie or whatever her dad's name is or John Phillips, whatever the fuck was banging i mean there's a story it's in the books right. it's in like the autobiographies and shit was banging on the door saying can you not fuck my daughter please and mick wouldn't open the door it's like nobody's protesting that nobody's protesting the slew of fucking half naked 16 and 17 year old girls that they parade around on mtv the music awards every year not every year but many years you know, it's like, come on, guys, like either we're doing this or we're not. It's either, you know, and I just think that people pick very easy targets. And again, I'm not defending what he did. I'm defending the fact that he served his time. He has tried to fix himself. He has not done it again. And he's trying to move on with his life. Uh, and I just think it sucks that people seem to pick out the easiest target and go after it. Nobody gives a fuck about Jeepers Creepers 3. Nobody's going to get any backlash from the big powers that be in Hollywood or the entertainment industry for shitting on Victor Salva. Right. You might get some backlash from, from going after a Mick Jagger right. or somebody like that. And I'm not calling Mick Jagger a pedophile. I also understand it was a different day and age, okay? Like, I'm not saying it was right, but it was a different time. Sure. So, and, you know, it's a slippery slope here too, but there is, to me, a difference between whatever this kid was, seven and 16. There's uh, not, neither is ideal, neither is good, neither is uh, approvable, but yeah, it says he I was, don't know. I don't know how old the kid was. In 1988, he was charged with 11 counts of sexual abuse, found guilty of four of the lesser counts. Maybe that's what the anger is about, that he should have been convicted on all counts. So, okay, Perhaps. that would be a different argument. I think they just uh, didn't want to br bring a pedophile. Well, no, they let him shoot there. I remember that was an issue, too. They weren't going to let him use uh, his locations that he had booked. Well, here's my Is question. Is this a theatrical release, or was well, it ever limited, going to yeah, be? Yeah, no, limited theatrical release. Okay. And, folks, trust me, if anybody doesn't want to see Jeepers Creepers 3 hit theaters, it's me. I think the franchise is a fucking travesty. I hate it. Right. I'm uh, a fan of the franchise. But where do you draw the line with that? You know, like that's my bigger question. Where do you draw the line? Do you do you do you then boycott any actor that's ever been in a Victor Salva movie because they worked with a convicted pedophile? Do you boycott the studios for funding it? Do you boycott the investor? Do you boycott the producer? You know, where where do you draw the line? You know, right. like and I'm not saying that as a challenge. I'm really asking. Like, I just feel like a do? lot of people think quite rightly there are probably probably in this apartment complex. 10 aspiring great film directors um why continuously award a pedophile that's a fair There's point a lot of people who would love to, the opportunity to direct a movie and this guy's i guess got a sense of style but it's not like he's roman polanski folks that's a fair point who also that's a fair point but i feel like that's not who's protesting this right it's now a pedophilia. i don't think like i don't think young directors yeah our pro are out there going i was no. up for jeepers creepers three <laughs> no they're not they're not uh i have a feeling it's 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 a bunch of churchy types yeah for sure uh 
Although you don't have to be churchy to oppose pedophilia, folks. No, but it seems to be uh, the only reason I say churchy types is because it always. Well, actually, hey, hey, folks, last I checked, the church was pretty cool with it. Yeah, well, uh, (laughs) uh, it's usually churchy people protesting movies. Right. And I'm basing that entirely on the people that were screaming at me when I went into the theater to see the Da Vinci Code, <laughs> which I was able to get right in on on a Friday, opening Friday to see yeah. because people Sucked. were so angry. It's a terrible movie. I like Da Vinci Code. Oof. I thought the second one was okay. Aye, aye, aye. The third one is terrible. Never saw the third. The second one was put me into a coma. Now back to the... Oh, God. Back to the Munsters. Uh, She's woman, quacking now. They cursed yeah. her to be a duck. No, she's having an anxiety attack, and she quacks when she has an anxiety attack. Oh, my God. Uh, this woman is not funny enough to pull this oh, bit off. No, I'm sorry. That's not what it is. I remember now the plot. The, va- the side effect, if you forget an ingredient in the, vamp- in the Transylvania surprise that he made, if you forget one ingredient, it turns a person into a duck. That's the plot. So she's, he, she ate it, and she loved it, and now she's turning into a duck just by quacking. Just by remaining to be an attractive woman who just going quack quack, <laughs> like every third sentence she goes quack. What? Well, yeah. Yeah. He's also doing Paul Lind. Well, he's really doing a Paul Lind thing, but he's also kind of doing Grandpa from yeah. the original show. Uh, now, here's what I don't get about this show. Now, are you an Adams Family or a Munsters guy? I was Munsters. Really? I think The Addams Family, then and now, is great. Both those movies are hilarious. I like the movies. Great movies. Uh, like, you couldn't have done it any better, I don't think. I just, I got, Whoa. I got such a soft spot for Fred Gwynn, you're not going to. Sure. Well, I love my cousin Vinny, as, as you know. Um, we got the tag coming back. This is a, one last quick scene that, that sitcom people call a tag. Let's see what the joke is here. Okay. They're playing chess. Herman's mad that oh, Lily God, won't this play. Dialogue is death. Okay, here's the joke. Lily says, "Why do you?" <laughs> she goes, "Oh my God." Lily goes, "Why do you want to play checkers with me? I've I've won 106 ge- jokes games in a row." And then Herman goes, "105." And then that gets a laugh. That's a yeah. joke. He just got a laugh sitting down on the couch because it put some smoke up. I can't tell if there's a real audience in the show. No, was, there's not. Well, there's not. Are these people are held there against their will? I was positive in the first season there wasn't. When I got into the second season, I was like, I think there's a real audience there. Okay. There's real organic cheers for things. And like, <laughs> I mean, if it's not a real audience, God bless the sound designer. He deserves right. an Oscar. Right. He should be doing like, be you know, enemy, but yeah, but no, I know. But I'm saying what I was getting at is like he should be the guy they get for like the Revenant. Sure. Okay. Got you it. know, like yeah. that's how that's how good it sounded. Right. It's a long tag. Oh, now uh, Frankenstein's about to fuck her. Yeah, they just did a dream date joke as she brought him up to the bedroom. That's disturbing. I don't want to think about these two banging around. <laughs> the uh, now here's what, what I kind of hog you think Frankenstein's sporting? Big cock. I'd imagine it's pretty ample, but I think I'm just going off of Young Frankenstein, where the joke was that Frankenstein had a huge cock. I think everybody would just assume he's got a big fat cock. <laughs> yeah, is it green? Uh, I would I would hope so. Now, I'm going to throw you for a loop here. I feel like another giant green guy has a very small cock, and I'm talking about Shrek. Now, why do you think it's small? I think Shrek 
does not strike me as a guy with a big dick is all I can say. I think he looks like he's got a hog. All right. He's dating that hot princess. How, how else does he keep her around? Fiona just looks like him. She didn't at first. She changes oh, into she him changed. because she, she loves it. Be like him. That's right. Now, here's my question. And this is the last thing I'm going to say about the Munsters today. All right. Unless you have anything else. Unless we go hit that cheese store. <laughs> why do normal people see them? How are the Munsters? Why is it like the some show? <laughs> no. That beautiful block down there in the corner of the case. Well, go no. This I, I, this is how I would play. You go into the cheese store. You go, how are the Munsters? And he goes, uh, the, the, that cheese is quite tasty this year. And you go, cheese? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's the cold open to my new Monsters reboot. Yeah. And then it goes to the Monsters. Somebody get it to Seth Meyers. The, uh, the executives are like, why are we starting in a cheese store? Then and that, that's it. actually a valid note. That's a valid uh, note. You don't start a Monsters reboot <laughs> in a cheese store. Not for, not for a joke. No, that joke I, might be I worthy mean, of no, doing I it. No, I think there's a lot of opportunity. That joke might be worthy of doing it. You could have Grandpa go, uh, Herman... That cheese is greener than you are. Yeah. I think you got a lot of ways to go in a cheese store. Yeah. Um, here's my question. Why do some people see the monsters like in the show, like normal people see them and freak out and then other people see them and just like don't even notice that they look crazy? It's a problem with all these shows that you get into a logic hole that you either take it or you don't. I think you're a guy who takes it. I tend to let it go. It's like when I'm watching... Liar, liar. You know, whatever it was at the beginning, a genie curse or something. Just, just, whatever it is, whatever stupid shit you have to do to justify the comedy, just get there quick. That, there's that movie where uh, Jason Bateman and Ryan Reynolds both pee in the same fountain and swap bodies. Um, it was a terrible movie, but at least the movie starts with them like peeing in a fountain. You know, like, but I don't think get me there quick. You're not answering my question. What was your question? What I'm saying is, is. I, I don't know what the hell that was a response to. That had nothing to do with what I was saying. <laughs> I'm saying in the show, over the course of the Munsters TV shows, yeah. sometimes normal people see them and they just treat them like normal people, and then other times normal people see them and they're like horrified. Oh. All right, well, there's no consistency. I was branching off into kind of other things, I guess, yes. Yeah, there's no, there's no consistency, so I don't understand. I see what you're saying. Um, I just mean like the central gimmick of a show, but there is no consistency. I see what you're saying. That's all. Yeah, I got what you're saying. Uh, I think we both get what each other's saying because we're great at communicating. Folks, that's our uh, Munsters episode. And I, I don't the know. One that, I'm not against revisiting a few more of these over the course of this <laughs> of this show. I think that'll probably be it for me um, on the Munsters. But uh, we'll, we'll be back. Also, folks, we told you we'd be every other week. We've been every week. We, we've been killing it. We've been killing ourselves for you. Yes. Don't forget that. Yeah. Don't forget that. Show a little appreciation. Show a little appreciation. Uh, happy to uh, be back with you again this week. Thank you to everybody that was in San Francisco for the shows last weekend. I had a great time. Thank you for being there. I will be in Washington, D.C. at the D.C. Draft House uh, in September. And then at the end of the month, Kurt Braunohler and I will be in Vegas for Scoops Fest to do Emotional Hangs Live. And let us know if you want a live uh, We'll See You in Hell where you're at, and uh, we'll see if we can put it together. I am on Twitter and Instagram at the Patrick Walsh, and if you want to come to a taping of By the Book, uh, it's in Burbank at Warner Brothers. Check online. Get tickets. That's Those tapings are starting up very soon. Folks, that's all I got. 
Uh, I guess we'll see you next time, and we'll see you in hell. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>